We are back again this week. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast, because that uploads quicker than, than YouTube does, um, we got a twofer coming this week. So we're going to do tonight, and then we're going to do again tomorrow. So Nick and I, as always, are very, very excited. Um, we'll ta start talking about our beers, then we'll talk about what excites us, and then we'll go into kind of what tonight's episode is going to be and some of the other stuff going on. Um, so I got from Right Brain, which is one of my favorite breweries up in Traverse, uh, CEO Stout. Great place to go. Great, Great place. place. And then uh, again from Perrin, I got Midnight Snack. I got a couple of those left, so I'm going to have one tonight. <sighs> so <clears throat> tonight's episode, I you know, it was really fun for me because we're going to be talking about, you know, uh, poor mindset, right? Like, yeah. the, I, uh, we don't have to call it the poor mindset. It might, it might be direct. The what keeps us in debt mindset, okay. the non-successful, you know, you can, I'm going to call it poor mindset right? because I mean, right. Just the, the struggle mindset, um, you know, so with, with the poor mindset, I was like, man, you know what, you know, what keeps me poor, uh, my beers. Uh, so, uh, but tonight I went with Adesanya Mead. Okay. They're out of Granville. Great little meadery two guys. Um, real cool guys. Uh, tonight I'm doing, uh, Alpha Gateway. Uh, raspberry, cranberry, pomegranate, um, and I love meads. I'm I'm a huge honey fan. This like, mead is is underaged. It's only five days old. Yes, it's when it's packaged. Um, but it's so it's actually the cool thing about Adesanya. They have still meads and they have uh, carbonated meads, and I I just really enjoy it. Um, I do. And then you know we went the again the poor mindset. So I brought up the good old uh, tried and true. Number one glory to me, right? But like, I almost wore my Bud Light hat today, but I was like, you know, I can sponsor it this way. So, um, big shout out to Adesanya for uh, this is the brand new get, uh, giveaway, or sorry, the brand new release. Um, I actually was given uh, one of these uh, as a hey, go ahead and here, try it out. Uh, I guess that's kind of a sponsor, yeah, then, isn't a, it? You know, um, we'll have to give them a big shout out. Yeah, so that's huge. I say located right there in Granville, um, across the street from the Pete's Hut on 28th Street. So nice. for you local people that know what we're talking about. Um, and man, you know, I say I usually drink it out of a snifter, but tonight we have a, a big full glass. Very exciting. Bucks and brews glass. By the way, for those of you that, you know, like the stuff we do. Yeah. <clears throat> Nick and I have some exciting news. We got t-shirts coming. That's huge news. We'll, we'll have t-shirts sometime next month. Yeah. So for anybody who wants a t-shirt, $15 for a t-shirt. Um, if you're not local, you know, we'll figure out shipping, but yeah. just let us know. And, and we'd love to help you out. Mind you, we're fat guys. So there's no size we ordered that was smaller than large. Special statement to say <laughs> medium people. I'm yeah. sorry. You're so, just going to have to wear a bigger shirt. That's fact. You know, make it a nightgown. So, you know, but before we get into tonight's episode, no. yes. So, <clears throat> I, I want to plug tomorrow's a little bit. Me too. So, one of my dearest friends, I've known him since elementary school. I played Little League with him. Uh, he's, he's Professor, Professor, mind you, I used to drink with this guy. Professor David Seawick. There you go. Is going to join us tomorrow night. And we're going to talk about all things college. College debt, how to fund college. Um, Where did he go to college? He got his bachelor's from Central Michigan, and he's got, I believe, two master's degrees. I'm not calling him dad. <laughs> he is older than you, but he's younger than me. <laughs> he's he used he's, to smoke pot with Johns Hopkins, okay? It was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering. <laughs> 
Yeah. You don't even know it, Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm so excited Dave reached out to us. And, and basically it was, hey, I was listening to the minimum wage episode and that yeah. was some interesting stuff. He goes, and uh, you, you said you wanted guests. I'd love to come on and talk. I'm like, that would be awesome. I, I haven't seen him in a couple of years because of the pandemic and yeah. stuff. Um, he's, he's local, really. I mean, he's in Lansing. Yeah. He teaches at LCC. So I'm really excited about that. I know we have some other stuff coming up in episode soon. We have a guest next Tuesday. Um, I don't remember what he's talking about. We have guests a lot of the next couple of Tuesdays. I we mean, do. Um, we're talking, we're talking with another uh, group of people who, who do some investing and then they actually have a beer podcast. They do. They, they, beer podcast, financial podcast. Yeah, say, so they're, you know, we're going to correlate with them. It's going to be really awesome for us. Um, um collabo so vanessa's gonna join us again she had some more exciting news she texted and she sent me a message in all caps she was so excited so guys uh, i know you can't see it uh because you're listening to us on a podcast but uh, i'm gonna show david uh real quick yeah Ooh, right you hear that so i was actually in south haven yesterday uh went to uh maria's which is my favorite like italian restaurant i drove 45 minutes just to go eat food <laughs> so um we're not fat no god no um you know, but say we're we're just say we have to have the the young kid on who yep. you know we're gonna ship you know ship him get him into shape and then ship his ass out and make him be successful. Um, he started his Roth a couple weeks ago. Yeah, say not not enough though, right? Like not. Say, I don't know how much nope, he's putting. We're gonna in find yet. out. We're gonna enough. find out. And the kid's living at home for free. You know how much money he should have. He should pay his parents fifty bucks to live there, and he should you know eat at home every damn night and not worry about anything. Well, I think he has started eating at home because he was kids wasting be, so much money kids eating gonna out. He's going to be so successful he doesn't even know it. He really is. After he's done with us, we're just going to we're gonna make him feel like so much crap. It's going to be great. Um, you know, it's a, every, time we, every time we have these conversations, I just go home and look at myself and go, God, I'm just a horrible person. Uh, I don't say, have that problem. Well, you know, I mean, I don't listen to my own advice. I just go drink uh, another beer or two. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, drink the so, pain away. You know, this week, this week, some some things kind of happened, right? I yeah. mean, we all had, and, and you just find it like conversations that you spark up between people, friends. Like, I love to celebrate wins with people. Okay. Oh God, we love wins. We do. We and it, like it's really awesome. That's one thing I love about us. Vanessa right? sending me that message. I was so excited yeah. for her, and you're going to be so excited when you hear the news. <laughs> so you know, so but it's hard for us because sometimes like these wins are at just such a huge cost and we know what the cost is. We don't necessarily see them as wins. Right. I mean, yeah, they're, they're somewhat of a positive movement, but at the same time, it's, you know, one step forward, eight steps back. That's true. And, 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 you know, I, I have a buddy um, who he's, he's not like me, right. He makes good money, but Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I went. I went with him to to go pick up uh, something for his house. Right, we, mm-hmm. we had he put it on order, and we drove down in his in his new truck to go get it. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I got tax money back, so I got this." And he goes, "I put a little down on the truck, and got the wife's got a brand new van." How old's the truck? Uh, might be like <clears throat> honestly, it might be like a 2016. Okay, man. and how old's your truck? Mine? Oh God, mine's an 04. Yeah, yeah. say. I'm driving um, in 2013. You know, I've, and I've owned my truck. I've owned my truck for six years now, five years. Mm-hmm. You know, this is <clears throat> this is his fourth truck that I know of in at least, let's say, four years, honestly. So, um, 
Yeah, like really, like this is fourth. But well, and when we talk about the poor mindset, unfortunately, that is a poor mindset. It is. You, you think you're doing really good because you can go get a new vehicle all the time, but yep. really, you're, you, the minute you buy a vehicle, you're upside down on it, unless you got a great deal on a used car. Exactly, and honestly, like nobody, I don't know anybody that that if you got a good deal. Okay, let's say right. I mean, there's there's the the weekend flippers out there type of thing, yep. or the car lot people that own it. But nobody goes and buys uh, a Challenger, you know. That's that, let's say you let's say honestly, brand new. Let's say thirty thousand. Let's say you get it for fifteen, because I, I don't know, like you got the world's greatest discount deal, right? Nobody takes and sells that car for the fifteen thousand profit, right? Nope. They drive it, they do whatever, and then when it's worth fifteen, they're like, oh, I only owe ten on it now. Okay, but you still don't sell it. Like, mm-hmm. so it's not like a stock where you don't have your losses until you sell. No, this thing just keeps losing. Yep. You had the chance to make fifteen. Now you have the chance to maybe get like you know <clears throat> the theory of it is to pay off your debt in full and then sell the car for what like two thousand bucks max. Two, like you know, if you, you know real there. real lucky type thing, and you know your car is paid off. And so you well, got, you know as well as I do, most people just trade it into a dealer on another car. I'm one of those idiots that I refuse to do that. I'm going to sell it to somebody because I know I'm going to make probably $1,000 more if I sell it myself. Yes, it's a hassle. Yes, it sucks. Yeah, but I mean, but it's a little bit extra work for a thousand more dollars. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, the things that we find is the people that are doing that a little bit more are the people who don't even make a thousand bucks a week, mm-hmm. right? So it takes you one full week. Let's say it takes you 40 hours of after work work takes you one full week to get this this car sold i mean you've made more than what you probably made in work right but you're like oh i gotta do other stuff with my time it's not worth it and it's like well if it's not worth it then why why are you doing your job like it doesn't make any damn sense here's here's a great point so i make great money okay i make over 30 dollars an hour yeah if i were to get paid weekly i don't make a thousand dollars in a week yeah i make seven to eight and true i pay my 403b i pay for insurance i pay for life insurance i mean i i I do have deductions that are taken out fine sure but i'm not bringing home a thousand bucks a week we own this business don't stop bringing home a thousand bucks a week yeah you know after taxes she makes 560 bucks i'm saying you know that's and she works you know 60 hours a week welcome to business owning well that's just it you know people say all the time about small business owners well you know they get to work when they want to work bull you work all the time well not really all the time i mean you have to work in what your industry calls for right i mean so you you know i mean there's it's called a tattoo a tattoo person right sure you're right they're probably they're probably not working from the hours of 7 a.m till noon right i mean so yeah you're they're you know, noon to midnight. But but I almost guarantee that if they're the young starting out one and I know them mm-hmm. and I say, hey, I want my daughter's ear pierced at 9 a.m. Nick, hold the fuck up. Let me unlock the door, right? Because yeah. there's that there's that one. So you say, hey, yeah, they're not. Oh, you get to pick your times. But I mean, how many people are coming here at 7 a.m. to break shit? Well, I don't get I don't get pissed off till five o'clock. We wouldn't <laughs> have like, appointments earlier in the day i mean we we opened up early on galentine's day yep we opened at noon and we did end up getting appointments at noon and and 12 30 and one and such Mm -hmm. but we weren't 
booked solid sure at those times we were booked solid from like 2 2 30 on yeah sure because everybody's like okay it's saturday i'm doing my thing and now i you know i i kind of got my day going now i want to go yep which i got a great break room therapy story for you later don't let me forget oh man guys this this mead is really good i i love mead <laughs> so i mix these two so, yeah very good there you go the CEO on the midnight snack. So, right. And, and, you know, we're not dogging people because we love that people love, like when you yeah. love life, you're a happy person when you are successful, but you know, and again, he's my buddy, right? So his, his wife's got a new car, not too, uh, so this past summer, you know, he sends me a video. I'm, I'm kind of walking backwards, right? Yep, yep. But he sends me a video and there's this dirt bike. Right. And I was like, all right, that's pretty awesome. Damn dude. Like, all right, man, you got that couple months before that it's like july or whatever and he sends me two quads right and like these oh got the kids quads for christmas or whatever and i'm like jesus dude like you just bought your you know you just bought something else before that like and I'm, he's like well you know i mean we want the kids to have fun we want the kids to have stuff and i'm like i get that you want your kids to have things and do stuff but like dude like you were you were there when the company was doing some restructuring you were you know your wife and works part-time now because she got pregnant like mm -hmm. you you've had like these struggles and stuff like why don't why don't those things like yes you and you're always like oh we just work through them and it's like man but like when it happens we all know that like a car crash will take you out for a while right i got a buddy that's um he got a motorcycle accident hasn't you know i mean he works for the military or whatever but like I mean, he hasn't worked and I don't know, three months, four months, whatever it is. Caitlin's like, a great example. She's got surgery on Monday. And it wasn't expected. It wasn't expected. So she's got to have wrist surgery, mm -hmm. which is knocking her out of six weeks of work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, she's an assistant manager, but they don't have time off. Yeah. So she gets six weeks off unpaid. Mm -hmm. She can't work starting now mm. because they're making her quarantine until surgery. So she has to go get a COVID test in the morning tomorrow and then quarantine until surgery on Monday. Sure. Which is crazy. So she's off almost seven weeks. Yeah. With no income. With no income. And, and you know, like, so there's those things that you got to, and most people can't go, you know, if you take a full month's worth of income, I mean, let alone a week, but take a full month away mm -hmm. from people, they're, they're drowned, right? They're just, they're, oh man, you know, the world, oh, you know, employment to be 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> <laughs> there's those people but you know it, we should be able to survive no like i mean you should be able to budget that's what the hell you should be well able and to do. caitlin can survive because she has budgeted you, yeah. uh, and honestly because she has me so yeah. she has money in reserve to sit there and go okay it's not going to be a big deal i can pay all my bills but if she didn't have i mean if she was the normal 25 year old yeah on her own she'd be shitting bricks and it's, i mean i don't know like i remember you know I remember when my when my kid was born, right? Mm -hmm. Like I got FMLA, and you know, I, I called into HR, and they're like, "All right, you want to take your vacation first, and you want to do this?" And I'm like, "The hell I do, right?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" Like, well, you know, you don't get paid. And I was like, "Uh huh, cool." <laughs> like, and they're like, "Well, how long do you want off?" And I was like, "How long do I get?" And she goes, "Well, you're allowed, you know, twelve weeks or something." And I was like all right, let's start there. And if I come back early, I'll let you know. And she goes, well, no, you have to pick a date right now. And I was like, I think you're misunderstanding how family medical leave of absence works. Like, but okay. You know, and so I was like, I don't know. I, I talked to Courtney and stuff and I was like, Hey, 
you think a month's good and i ended up taking like three weeks or something like that whatever but you know because it was uh, and i wish honestly i wish i went back like i loved being there for the first you know, couple days but like i wish i would went back for like a week and then been able to take the time off because that little bit you're kind of just you don't you're not needed and then everything else right. you need after that so um but right like you know this lady's like oh you don't get paid and i'm like i don't give a shit <laughs> you know like of things i care about it's it's not the the money thing like well honestly i just want the time off and again you and i we're, we're those strange people yeah we almost value our time off more than we do the money it's true because i know they paid me out twice last year because i was over the bank mm-hmm. and i was pissed off both times i scotty doesn't know scott that fiona and me but so I'm getting hit up by I'm telling you the Amazon dude. Like, yeah, I, I've checked all my bank accounts because you know when you listen to um, telemark or you know prank yep. calls or whatever the hell yep. these things are called. Oh hey, your your Amazon account has been known to take seven hundred dollar transactions. So you've been getting Amazon today. I don't even have an Amazon account. That's you know what I've been thing. getting? What's that? Apple. Nice. Yeah, Apple called me three times today supposedly. How's your iPhone working? Uh, it works great considering yeah. it's a Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> It'll happen. Um, you know, so I, I think that I think that people just don't understand what's the what's what is it? Uh, what, if bad things can happen, it will happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and so or, or you know, oh this could you know how often do you hear from people? Okay, how often do you hear from people? And I stopped right. Oh, it can't get any worse. It can always get worse. Okay. Oh. Uh, Gosh, how much worse can it get? So much worse. You know, this couldn't have come at a worse time. Sure, it could have. I mean, right? Like, okay, like, and, and, and mindset is a huge thing, right? Like, it's just, you know, I remember, I remember when you look back at it, right? And we all forget as adults, a buddy of mine just posted today, and I'm going to give him a shout out, Mark. You know, and he goes, he goes, do you remember, do you remember at some point in your life, do you wish you were in the spot you are today? Right? And I was like, no. Right. Cause I never wished I was here. I, I've really only seen the beginning and the end types. Like, right. <laughs> you know, um, the journey didn't matter. It was getting right, to the end. Right. And you know, but the other thing is, is like, um, there's that, there's that mindset where it's you, what happens, you get to control how you react to it. Right. And when it comes to debt, like that's what people, people are just so okay with, debt because they're you know hey i'm comfortable for now i'm comfortable for now they're used to it yeah well you know one of my favorite tv shows of all time is sports night yeah did you like sports night i I love sports night so my favorite episode well one of my favorite episodes is eli's coming yep and and dan's dan's talking to casey about eli's coming and he's like eli is is an impending badness well nick spills shit over here yeah i say don't worry about me folks um and Casey goes, Eli's come and hide your heart, girl. He's an effeminate womanizer. Yep. And Dan goes, yeah, I understand that. But when I was a kid, I didn't. And to me, it was always something bad. So, I mean, honestly, Dawn and I, ever since we got together, have been on the, when shit starts to go sideways, mm-hmm. we'll always say Eli's coming. Because we know that once it starts... It's not going to end until something really, really bad happens. So we never play that. It can't get any worse because we know better than most people. It can definitely get worse and it probably will. And and, and so, you know, when I was, I don't know, I think I started becoming 
I don't know, mentally mature, mm-hmm. a lot younger than I mm-hmm. realized. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, like it used to be that, like, oh, this can't, you know, this can't get any worse. Oh, mom, you know, mm-hmm. oh, mom, I hate you so much. Well, blah, blah, this, this is the worst day of my life. And then the fucking dog dies the next day. And you're like, holy crap. Like so much worse. And so like, I, I used to, and it was weird because I always remembered, like, I'd say things like that. And then things would just get so much worse or, or the, and so I, I made a, a promise to myself a long time ago that I, I just wouldn't say mm-hmm. those words anymore. Like I don't superstition, right. Whatever it was, I didn't care what it was. <clears> I was like, I, you know what? I'm just never going to ask. I'm never going to say, because, because I know for a fact, like it can get worse. Right. And I know for a fact, it's going to, I know for a fact that, Hey, if I just take care of this right now, hopefully it'll be better. Like Don makes fun of me all the time. It's not she, just her. It's me too. Doesn't. Just to let you guys but know, she, we all make fun of David. She does it because I'm so superstitious. Yeah. So, like, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in, you know, a higher power or any of that stuff. Sure. But if I'm on a softball field and you break one of my rules, touching the line before the game, or my favorite one, we're playing at Kellogg'sville. It's my third year there. We're dominating them. And Caitlin Whitley looks at me and goes, it, it's like a third inning, and goes, you think we'll mercy him in five? <laughs> and I went, shut your mouth. And she goes, why? We beat them the last time in a mercy. They sucked. We're up like 6 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first, goes the bats. first game I ever had went to extra innings. Oh, and twice we should have lost. We ended up winning the game and we won it by like five. Jeez. But it was the most nerve wracking game I ever had. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's all Caitlin Whitley's fault because she had to open her freaking mouth and say, yeah. are we going to mercy that? No, you never tempt fate. Well, it's, it's say, you know, it's like in bowling. You never, you never ask somebody, you know, how many 300s they have after they're in a run. Right. Right. I mean, so we're in college and this kid's got like front nine on college pattern there's this there's this kid who doesn't know a damn thing about bowling somehow made like it was like high school for yeah. our bowling team no it wasn't but and we're like hey hey go ask that kid if he's ever shot 300 <laughs> yeah right so kids dumb as shit walks up to, hey man you got any 300s how many you got like well i just and i was like I'm waiting for this kid to just jack him in the face, right? Oh, like, it's yeah. my own teammate. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. Like, yeah, I say, you know, so I, and then the kid, I think, really shot like a 10 pin, right? And just <laughs> lost it. And he's like, oh, you know, want a sports shot. You yeah, know, and so it's just funny. But again, um, you don't tempt fate. Yeah. You don't talk about the perfect game in the sixth inning. Right. And you, you know, when you're shooting craps, you never say seven. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, don't throw a seven. How do you, how do you lose this game? Oh, you're going to throw a seven, right? Like, we all know this shit happens. I mean, yeah, it's say lock, superstition, whatever. You know, people don't believe in it, but to each their so – I, 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 I wore the same socks every football game because they were my lucky socks. I, I No. I used to wear my – I used to wear the same boxers when I bowled after I shot what? my first three. So I was, like, 16. Like, every Saturday I'd have to wake up, and I'm like, nope, I need my green yep. box. Yep. <laughs> it's insane. You know, just because. like, It's want... not bad to be superstitious. I think – I don't know if that was superstition. I think that was just I want the exact same feeling, right? Like, yeah. if if in bowling, like, my hand feels the same, my powder, you know, like, everything's yep. all together. My shoe's tied the perfect way. Yep. I want I want to make sure I throw everything the same because 
Right, and bowling repeating shots is mm -hmm. the biggest key. So, well, um, that's that kind of goes back to that poor man's mentality. Yeah. You're still doing the same things over and over again, yeah. and you wonder why you're not getting further and further ahead. So, I know with your story, when you and I were talking the other day, they had gotten you know this crazy loan. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, so it was right, and I get this hey. Will he ever I, listen I, to this? I don't know. You know. I mean, if you do, we're not picking on you at all. Right. It's, I mean, this is just, you know, it, it's a great story to illustrate yeah. how you could differently look at money. And, you know, so it starts out, and I'm talking to a friend of mine. Um, we're at a birthday party, right? Mm -hmm. And he he looks and he goes, yeah, you know, things are doing well on us, right? My I'm, I'm making very good money. Yep. My wife's making really good money like i mean combined they're just really like they're making great money from what they used to yep, yep. and uh he goes you know we're saving up for we're saving up for a house we're gonna get out of the trailer and i'm like dude that's awesome right like he goes oh yeah i got into the car accident totaled the wife's truck and went out and bought her a new one right and he tells me um and he's excited he goes yeah he's like you know I, they gave us three thousand dollars for the old vehicle which was a ripoff and i was like i get it you know um, and it's weird because I don't know how they got 3000 because like they always drive really nice things. Right. Right. Um, and so then he's like, yeah, so I go to, we go to buy this brand new truck and, uh, they brand go, new meaning brand new, brand new. Okay. Right? And they go, Oh, we're going to need uh, 10,000 down. And he's like, all we got is, he goes, we got 8,000 cash right now. Right. And what can you do? And I was like, it's all you got. Like, why are you throwing it all down in the truck? Like in my mind, right. This is right. how I'm working. And I'm like, I was like, all right, awesome, man. Like, you're willing to put this up? Like, good for you. Like, I mean, dude, you, you got 8000 saved up. Like, I, like or, you know, 5000 between the three that they gave you for the truck. And right. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, like, why aren't you doing something else with that? <laughs> you know, but like, you know, and, and so, of course, right, me, the person, oh, man, how's your 401k doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, cool, man, you guys got 401k. You got, what's the company match? Like, you know, just I'm planting seeds. That's, uh, yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah, you know. And so then it was, yeah, well, you know, they wouldn't let me co-sign it's in her name. So I'm really proud of, and he's like, he's really proud of his wife. Cause she got a truck loan in her name. And he, and he goes, yeah, so it's so not bad. Our, our, our payments just, you know, 700 plus or whatever. He goes, so it's not a horrible pay. And I was like, for, for how long? And he's like, Oh, you know, uh, I think it's a seven year loan or something. And I was like, Oh shit balls. Like I'm taking it. Like I'm like, Whoa. and he goes, yeah, but the company told us, you know, like, Hey, we make our payments on time. And then we can go refi after a year. And I was like, oh, dude, like, make sure you make your payments. I can go fuck. Like, he goes, most, I, I said, most people don't refi. And he goes, yeah, I should cut it like in half or something. Or dude, whatever. I've looked at the refi like, option. I looked at the refi option for Dawn because Dawn got her Tiguan without me. Yep. So she's paying like three and a half, 3.75%, something like that, which is way higher than I got, way higher than Caitlin got. Yeah. Um, I, I think the one, the one car loan I, the one car loan I ever had, I paid 1.5%. Maybe 1.6. I don't remember. So I've tried to refi hers ever since. Yeah. Yeah, I never get a better rate. No rates are up? No. They're, they're, oh, it's, it, it's used? It's used. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're trying to refi it, they're like, oh, yeah, we could save you $30 off your payment, but it's going to add a year. Right. On. No. Yeah. No, that's the hard part. But, again, I'm looking at the money going, mm, yeah, I don't want to do that. So, you know, not, not to – take from your story here because we'll get back to it but 
So I got a, a phone call from Steve the other day, yep. which, you know, Steve was my football coach. He's like a dad to me. He's one of my favorite people in life. He's just like a guy that buys me ice cream. Yeah, he does buy Nick ice cream. So, um, <clears throat> And, you know, him and I were talking and we kind of got into investments and, you know, he, he asked about um, rates on, on the house because he knew I refied. And I'm like, yeah, I got under 3%. I, I said, I think I'm at 275 or 285 or something. He's like, yeah, that's great. I said, yeah, I plan on paying it off in 10 years. He goes, well, how long is the loan? I said, 15. He goes, that's awesome. He goes, and the fact that you're already planning to do it, that it just shows how smart you are. He goes, you know, it's funny. I coached all these kids and, you know, I don't know how many coaches you had in your life, Nick. Quite a few. But Steve was always the fun coach. I'm sure you could understand that by meeting him. Yeah. Steve was always the fun coach. He was the one that would come around and, and bullshit with you while you were supposed to actually be doing work. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got along with him great. And, and, and he says to me, all these kids I used to coach, they're all so smart with their money. He goes, I don't, I don't know how they got it because it sure as hell didn't come from me. I said, Steve, we were just watching everything you did. We did the opposite. And he goes, you guys were obviously really smart because you, you obviously did that. I'm like, Steve, I don't want to be paying on a house forever. I want to be done in 10 years. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a, I don't know, it's been, it's been a while, but like I was sitting the other day and I was looking at my bank account and I was looking, I, I had to look at my mortgage because I had to do something. Um, I'm buying another house. I just, yeah, I, I'm always buying another house. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I was looking at it and I was like, I, I got enough money to pay off my house and mm -hmm. like it's it's like that it's like that feeling right that yep. you get like i can take this risk because no matter what happens the lowest point of my life now is officially a paid off house like yeah like all right yeah you know i mean there's there's somebody could sue somebody could do this but like really like the lowest financial point like if, if the world goes to shit and I no longer have any rental income or anything like that. Like, I have a paid-off house, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, at, and 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 like it goes back to you know that's why most people like when they open businesses and stuff is because they don't have that damn mortgage rate, right? They have yeah. this like when you okay. There's a difference between worrying about <coughs> I don't care. Like if you have a, a nine hundred dollar mortgage payment, right? Mm -hmm. the difference between worrying about nine hundred bucks a month versus worrying about. I don't know, 150 in taxes a month, right? Like, I mean, that's all you have to put aside. I mean, yep. if you're homestead, I mean, let's be honest, you probably 1,200, 1,300 bucks. So, 100 bucks a month, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's a huge like. Hey, I don't. I only need to go make <laughs> one ninth of my income, right? Like, so hey, I can take this risk. I can take this chance. I don't need to make that big money anymore. Um, and so, you know, it it just goes to that that mindset of like people. The, the poor mindset, like they just never have, I don't think they ever get those like aha feelings. And when they do, they don't make the right choices with mm -hmm. it. Right. I mean, tax, tax season is a blessing and it bails out a lot of people, but like, dude, they all blow it. Like I, and it, I hate tax season. I really do. Ask, ask my wife, like I try to go out to eat. I try not to go to stores. Right. Because you also are paying. Yeah, 
I mean, there's that too. But yeah. I mean, you know, what, what you're saying is we're looking at people. The stimulus is a great example. Yeah. So they keep talking about, hey, we're going to get another stimulus. I, and don't get me wrong. I, I would love another 1400 bucks, 2800 you know, between me and Don. That's, Send it! That would be fantastic. But what I'm going to do with it or what you're going to do with it is way different than what, A, they want you to do with it. Yeah. Or B, the majority of the people are going to do with it. The majority of people are going to take that, you know, fourteen hundred bucks, and they're going to go spend it. Yeah, mine is going either into a bill of some sort, or it's going into my account. I'm going to make money off of that money. Yeah, you know, whether that is an investment or whether I throw some extra in my IRA or something. I'm going to tell you right now, some of it's going in an IRA. Yeah, uh, I mean, all mine, all mine is just going to go replenish this this down payment, right? I mean. I have a pretty substantial down payment on this one. So I'm just going to build back up. Like yeah. that's, that's my focus right now. So, um, but for every me and you out there, there's 10 people that they're going to go buy a new PS five or they're going to go buy a new big screen TV that they don't really need. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause I, gosh, even on, okay. Right before coming here, I was, um, my, my neighbor, which she wants a shout out. So Ryan, uh, here's your shout out. You're, you're a douchebag. Um, <laughs> say yeah we were talking about he's like oh i want a new truck and i was like i was like yeah he goes oh it's gonna be used and i was like you know you're, you're a pretty smart kid and uh, i mean he's 20 something and lives in my neighborhood okay <laughs> right like let's no nope. you know i'm not trying to be that but like he's 20 something lives in my neighborhood so um and he's like yeah it'll be used it'll, it'll be this and i was like good for you man i was like but it's funny because if you come to me and say hey i'm by this used truck for twenty thousand bucks i'm gonna say you know you could go find a ten thousand dollar truck and invest that other ten into something else i was like you put that into an index fund and i go no matter how much money you say it is no matter anything i was like you can tell me i'm gonna go buy a three thousand dollar car and be like man you can get a fifteen hundred dollar car and put that other fifteen hundred i was like because you got the money i was like take half of what you think it is i was like so i was like you want to come to me and say hey I want to buy a $40,000 truck. You better have a $20,000 truck in mind. You better be like, like my daughter, right? When she watches our old episodes, she's going to know how to play me so well. She'll be like, dad, dad, I found this, uh, I found this, you know, Corvette I want. I'm going to be like, yeah? She'll be like, yeah, 40,000 bucks. I'm be like, you can go find a $20,000 Corvette and invest. She'll be like, all right, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And five she, minutes later, so you're five minutes with dad found a Corvette for 20k. I'll put my other 20 over here and be like, no shit, like let's go. Like, I'm be so proud. She'd be like, the whole time it's gonna be like, she'll probably only have the 20,000, right? That'd be like every dime she had. She'd be like, Dad, you think I can get some money to uh invest get, that other half? Get get that taxes and fees. Like, I gotta I gotta get some plates on this and be like, hmm. So, you know, talking about the poor mindset, yeah. we brought this up originally. So the kid we're going to have on. Yeah. He, he got a truck. Yeah. I think from somebody at work for next to nothing. Oh, even better. So he's really excited about his truck. Jenna comes in the other day and she's like, yeah, my brother finally got insurance on his truck. So now he's able to drive it and he's all excited. I'm like, well, he should be excited. He's got a truck and he didn't pay much for it. That's what you're looking for. I mean, again. So he sat down with me because he blew a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But now he sat down with me. We worked on a budget. We worked on, you know, 
retirement. He he talked about this truck, you know, that he was going to get insurance on. He closed one of his accounts that he wasn't making any money on, put the money into a better account. Yeah. These are the things you do when you go from that poor mindset to the rich mindset. Sure. And and really that's, you know, Nick and I have been doing this for almost a year. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. <clears throat> and really that's that's what we try to do. We try to tell you, you know, hey, this is the mindset you need to have because this is the mindset that will get you out of where you're at. I mean, you know, we we're I I love Dan Price. I follow Dan Price a lot. And he talks all the time about, you know, minimum wage and paying employees more and and that's great. But for every Dan Price there is, there's 800 Walton families or Jeff Bezos or whoever that's paying, you know, 11 to $13 an hour, not worrying about what their employees are doing. And, you know, if you look in the United States of America, the number one job for people that are on assistance is working at Walmart. Really? It is. Hmm. So let me ask you something, Nick. You think they got enough money that they could actually afford to pay for benefits for these people? Yes. But they keep them under a certain amount of hours so they don't have to pay benefits for these part-time people mm -hmm. and they can qualify for Medicare mm -hmm. or Medicaid. Well, and you know, okay, it's things like that that does, that does bug me, right? I mean, um, because, you know, when you look at it, right? So they know that, they know that Medicare and Medicaid, right? They have to still pay taxes on it as, yep. a, as a business, but then they figure well, those employees are also paying for their own and yep. all of my employees and everybody else in the whole world is paying for this person's Medicare and Medicaid. Yep. And, and, you know, it, it makes some people angry. Oh, why don't you get your ass, why don't you get your ass to work and find a better job? And it's like, man, you know, you, you, if everybody found a better job, we wouldn't have shit in this world. Correct. Right. Like just not a possibility. I mean, somebody always has to do the bottom. I mean, how many, how many companies have you walked into that has had one working employee, three bosses, mm -hmm. and five CEOs? Yep. Like, right? It's just not a thing, right? Because you have five employees, you know, two bosses, and one CEO, right? Like, it's just... And the five employees do all the work. Manual labor, right? Yep. I mean, the other ones, you know, and it's not anything against bosses and people that are office people, because you do, you you think, right? And I'm not a thinker, I'm a doer. Yep. Um which is, it's very hard. Um, but you know, like you, you think of, Hey, how can I save money? How can I make this person go faster? How can I, how can I do this? And, and it takes a real great person to, to drive this amount of people to be successful. But you know, cause like if you're, if you're doing continuous improvements, right. And you're saying, Hey, uh, Nick, I can keep it. So you don't walk a mile every day. You just walk a quarter of a mile. I'm gonna be like, dude, you're, you're like the most amazing person. Right. So um, it's going to save the company three quarters of a mile a day in work, like I can get so much more done. So, um, you know, there's always that need for, for that, but I've never seen one that's top heavy. Right. I mean, right. I mean never, you know, it's, we all, we all make fun of the fact we don't make fun of it. I hate, uh, Susan G Coleman. Right. So yep. what is it? It's seven or nine, um, of the top people make well into the six or seven figures. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, not six figures, seven figures salary. Right. Like, so mm -hmm. when you, when you ask, it's what, I don't want to get sued, but like 8% of the 
actual every dollar you get only eight cents actually goes to the the research and mm-hmm. the other 92 cents goes to paying salaries paying salaries well, right? it's like, the same with goodwill right you know say exactly right and oh well, we're putting the handicap to to work and it's like yeah dude like i don't know i, I just i did a pink game once yeah I researched what charity I wanted to give money to because I wanted to use a charity that actually used it in the way I wanted. Yep. And I went with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Yeah. Because it was something crazy like 94 cents of every dollar you gave them sure. went right into research and programs to help people with breast cancer. Sure. That's what I'm looking for. And I don't mind you getting the six cents, right? Like, right. Really, like, you still cents. have to run your business. Well, and without, without the, Nobody's going to call you and me for free, right? Like, Correct. I get that you have to pay some people and I get that there's things, but um, if you did it because the kindness of your heart says, hey, I need to make sure that this, this foundation is successful or this, not foundation, the, the, the research is successful. Like, man, you, come on, 92% is going to your pocket and the eight cents is going, I mean. The, I, the ice bucket challenge. Yep. I did the ice bucket challenge. Yep. Um, I think you were supposed to donate directly to the ALS Foundation. Correct. I don't know what the ALS Foundation gives. Yeah. And I didn't want to look it up. So I, I took the lazy way out. I knew that Steve Gleason, who was a player for the New Orleans Saints, yep. started a foundation when he got diagnosed with ALS. Yep. And I knew that all of the work they did basically went back into research for ALS. So when I did the ice bucket challenge and I made my donation, I made it to the Steve Gleason Foundation. There you go. Because I knew what they were going to do with the money. Yep. Well, that's you know, and that's that's what things are about. So, you know, and I I respect I respect the poor mindset for one thing, right? Like usually the percentage of donation is compared to income capita, I guess I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Like is is much higher in the lower the lower class, right? Like we are, we tend to be the people to give the most. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, percentage wise, I'm not talking about financial. Like, Correct. You know, so if you we make, can't afford to give a million dollars, but you know, we can afford to give ten percent. Right. You know, so and these are the people that are giving ten, if not more, type thing, where Walmart gives one percent of their actual, right? Like, and, and yeah, okay, it looks like they're doing hundred fucking million dollars, which is huge. But you've given one percent of yours to. It's like throwing the penny in the wishing well. Right. You know, and <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> well, you know, and, and going back to sports night for a minute. So another great episode. Um, Dan's trying to figure out where to put his, you know, extra money he's got for charity. Mm-hmm. And he talks to Isaac Jaffe, who's his boss, played by Robert Guillaume, one of my favorite actors. And he goes, "Well, there's just so many worthy charities out there. What do you do with your extra money?" He goes, "Honestly." When I have a few extra dollars and I pass somebody, you know, in the street looking for money, I reach into my pocket and I hand them the money. And Dan goes, why aren't you worried they might buy booze? He goes, I hope they buy booze. Most of these people aren't a paycheck away from getting out of the situation they're in. They're not going to get out of this situation. So if they go buy a bottle of liquor and it takes the edge off for the night, I'm fine with that. And, and in all honesty, when we look at a lot of the homeless people out there, that's the situation they're in. They may not want to be in that situation. They may try to be getting out of that situation, but most of them are, you know, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 from actually making 
that transition. And, and just like with criminals, they don't have that mindset of if they got that windfall, you know, we talked about money windfalls. If they got that windfall that would get them out of being homeless, they wouldn't know what to do with it anyways. Well, and there it is, right? So like, and, you know, it would take, it would take a lot of financial education to start. I mean, right. If you literally think about zero, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the bottom line zero. Okay. And you have nothing, you have nobody, you have not a thing. Okay. So you, you could, let's say you do it the easy way. And this is what I'm gonna call the easy way. So you're going to go to day labor, yep. right. They're going to pay you $10 an hour Yep. and you happen to work eight hours and they'll pay you right. 60, mm -hmm. 60 bucks after taxes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, um, and you do this for, so now you have to be, you have to, you have to find a spot near day labor to set your tent up. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, at 60 bucks, I, as a landlord, you come to me and say, Hey, I'm working day labor. Hey, I just got a job at Walmart. I don't care. Like, right. We take it upon anything above this, right? Like I, I love your work. Ethic. Excuse me, your work ethic, your respect, but you know, you just made 60 bucks or, Let's say, okay, hey, I just got a job at Walmart. I've only been there for a week and I make 10 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I, I mean, you, you, I need first month security deposit. I need, I, you know, I need first month rent. I need security deposit. I need, you know, um, references, cleaning fees. Yep. I mean, you know, I need, so I mean, right, just even right there. Credit let's checks. Say, let's say, yeah, say $40 application fee. Yep. So I'm, I mean, just to, just let's say, I mean, my cheapest place, and we've talked about this, uh, I, I don't care, 600 bucks, right? So mm -hmm. it's $1,240 for one person yep. just, just to, to walk, move in, just to walk into the place, yep. right? I mean, if you got your tent and you got a sleeping bag and you got whatever. So now, I mean, if the change and you have to get heat into your name, you have to get electric mm -hmm. into your name, you got to get whatever. So, um, and, you know, it costs, like the cost of this is just insane. Mm -hmm. So, um I, I get where pe people come from is, is you have, you have such a small amount. Like that, that's such a big hike, right? Yep. That's, you know, now to go from, you know, you and I, we have the struggle of what, I mean, Oh, I want to go from a $200,000 house to a $300,000 right. house. I mean, you know, so our percentage is only, we want a 33% difference. I'll go from zero to 1200 bucks. What, what percentage is that? Right. 1200%. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, the percentage is just so fucking stupid. Um, and, and so yes, that's why people yep. buy that small amount. Um, you know, we go back to, we, sorry, we've gotten off, but like, we go back to the story of, yeah. of my friend that, Hey, you know, and he's like, he's so proud because his wife got the, the thing in her name and paying the 700 bucks. And, but you know, I don't mind that you live in a, I've said it a million times. I don't care that you live in a trailer, right? Yep. Like, um, I, it doesn't, I, I don't judge you in any way, different shape mm -hmm. or form, right? Like, um, but when you tell me, Hey, I want, what bugs me about people is when they tell me they want bigger things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, Hey, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go buy a house. We're going to go do this. And you're doing what I personally find to be the wrong things. And it's not just me, I guess. Okay. It is me, but like we had Rob on, right? Yup. Hey, don't go buy a brand new car, right? Like don't go do this because you need your, your debt to income. And like, yep. so when you're making these stupid decisions and I personally 
think, and I have to say that think, right? Because then there's always the anomalies, yeah, yeah. but I think I know exactly how to do stuff. Um, that That's what bugs me, right? Like what well, you're, you're tying yourself to a $700 payment for the next seven years. Cause let's say you can't refinance it because mm-hmm. there's no guarantee you can refinance Zero it. Chances. I had this conversation today about a house, right? Cause yeah. I I'm, I'm looking to you. I'm thinking about purchasing uh, to flip, let's call it, right? So like yeah. w- they gave me a one year and I said, look, what are my chances to refinance? And he's like, hey, don't, don't go do this. Don't go do this. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't make, don't make uh, fraud and stuff. And, and so I was like, he goes, really, you're guaranteed, especially with your, and I was like, he goes, unless the, the, the economy and market takes a huge shit. And I'm like, right. We're at that point where the economy is going to take this big shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to cost me, it's going to cost me 10,000 extra dollars to do it this way. But in theory, it's just 10,000 of cash. Like it doesn't cost, like the opportunity cost is there, right? Like, so I'm probably going to take the safe, secure way, right? Like I'm going to just buy it for the hold. And if I happen to flip it, I'll just pay my extra. Like the real differences between the 5% and the 3%, like it's 2000 bucks. So $2,000 $2,000 for safety and security of 30 yep. years guaranteed. Yep. Ooh, I don't really need 2000 bucks that bad. Well, like, that, I don't. that's what people don't look at. I mean, they sit there and they're, so you and I both know because we look at money constantly. Yeah. The economy is on this teeter totter and it could really go either way. Yeah. It could, it could keep sticking to the way of, you know, everything's fine and people are making money and, the market's, you know, way overblown and they're selling their $100,000 house for 350000 It could stay that way. Or it could be a 2008, 2009 crash again. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. When Caitlin was looking to buy her <laughs> condo. It's, it's, it, it, this is like true numbers. So guys, I know this isn't a real estate thing, but like we're on this exact topic. Okay, yep. so um, I have the opportunity to buy something where in today's market, I'm really hoping it hits only 168,000, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and if it doesn't, I'm going to have to hold it and rent it for 1300 a month. If the economy goes bad, I mean, I'm only going to get 1100 for rent. So I need to make sure that my mortgage payment isn't that high, right? Like, so if I have to hold it, I mean, you know, I, I guess worst case scenario, I, I'm going to, I'm going f- to flip it for a thousand bucks, but really holding it is where it's at. And I'm hoping to cash flow. Like, so that's exactly it. Like I'm in that spot right now where it's like, I can't guarantee in three months from now, I'm actually going to hit these same numbers because well, the the moratorium hasn't hit like guaranteed. I'm, I'm in this, this spot. And you figure right now is February. So I'm going to close March. Right. So April, May, June, three months to flip it. (coughs) That's when the, the foreclosure thing is about to start hitting. And once that hits, it's hated because why would anybody pay $160,000 for full price of a house when you could pay $160,000 for a $200,000 house, right? Like mine, mine would be 160, like hundred percent equity. They can get 20, you know, they can get a, a 20% discount by buying the, the something else. So, um, you know, it's around the corner and I have to worry about that stuff. So what I need to do is just guarantee and secure myself. When Caitlin right was thing. looking for the condo, yep. 
I, I sat down with Scotty and, and I said to him specifically, I'm like, you already know I'm worried about a crash. And he goes, yeah, I get it. He goes, so when did you buy your house? I said, well, I bought it in 2007 before the crash. He goes, okay, what'd you pay? I said, I paid 132. He goes, great. What was it worth when it crashed? I said, shit, I got down to like 105,000. He really? goes, yep. And what did you do? I kept paying my mortgage. What do you mean? He goes, right. You kept paying your mortgage. You weren't looking to sell it. Yeah. No. And I wasn't going to sell it for that kind of loss anyways. He goes, great. What's it worth now? I said, well, you know, right now it's probably worth 225 through 35, somewhere in there. He goes, right. So she buys this condo at 130,000 and the market tanks. She's selling it? No, probably not. He goes, then why do you care exactly? Because she's going to stay in it for the next five years. Now, if it tanks right before she goes to sell it, we got a problem. Yeah. But if it doesn't, then she's going to make money on it. She might not make eight to 10%, but she'll make three to four. Well, and, you know, we go to the, we go to that, the idea that, you know, I said, we, we go to the idea that, that it's a loss, right? Cause you mm -hmm. hear about it and it's funny. Cause again, shout out to Ryan, who's a douchebag, my neighbor, <laughs> um, just cause he wanted to shout out. So I'm going to give it to him all night. Um, Hi Ryan, thanks for listening. Yeah, I say you're right because he's like, oh man, my my parents back in the crash, they lost a bunch of money on mm -hmm. their um, investments, and I said, okay, cool. Like, I rolled my eyes and was like, did they make it all back? And he goes, well, yeah, yeah. I assume. And I was like, so they didn't lose money, right? Like my grandparents who were living off of whatever went from a crap ton to like nothing but they were so they were pulling money off like right they, they lost, lost money. money like your parents didn't lose shit like what they did was actually looked at their bank account and go oh no like this shows a negative like the, the, the return came back like you know you only lose when you sell it, it was the same with us i mean yeah. we looked at our accounts at the beginning of the, the pandemic yeah and i told you i went from 140,000 to like 90 yeah in two days but I wasn't selling any of that money, so I really didn't care. I knew I was buying more of it at a lesser price at this point, and at some point I'll come back up, and now I'm sitting at 158. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so I want to touch base back at what you had said, right? Mm -hmm. So you bought your house at 130. Yep. Okay, and you said it got down to 105. Yep. And why didn't you sell? Why didn't I sell at 105? Yeah. Well, for one, I would have been underwater. So? Yeah. There was no reason for me to sell. I was per perfectly happy in the house. Okay. It gave me the, at the time, the school district I needed for my daughter. Okay. And I could make the payment. You can make the, so, and that was the thing. So like most people, mm -hmm. right. And most people in the poor people mindset, <clears throat> we go back to is people overpaid for their house. Like not just because the work, like, you know, okay. Yeah. We, you know, you overpaid, right. Theoretically, because it went down to one Oh five. Right. So at the time, yes, it appraised for it, but, you know, people got to the point where, hey, I, you know, I got to, or I'm going to pay $400,000 for my house because I have a job that I make $100,000 at. Oh, shit, the company downsized. Now I only make 60000 at a different place. Like, mm -hmm. you can't make that payment work. Right? No. Like, um, that, that's where everybody lost their assets. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, the job, the job lost the aspect. And so yeah. what I try to get through to people is, you know, and I don't know whether we, whether we want to talk about it or not. Right. Like 
who's the first to go? Oh, the older people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, the people that have been there forever. So because the they're people, the ones that make all the money, making all the money. And you're the most liable for mm-hmm. insurance. Yep. And you're right. I mean, people. Oh, I, I'm 80 years old. Of course, they're going to fire me. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, like you cost them money, like more. More than a 20 year old. Right. So we, I texted you, right? Mm-hmm. Just randomly. So the same friends, yep. uh, the same friends that bought the truck and all that. Okay. So what was it? 325 or 375? I don't so, remember. Right. So th- let's say low end. They get paid. So they both work at the same company. He gets to have insurance and insure the whole family. Yep. And she, she decided not to take insurance because she doesn't need to because he has it. And the company offered her $3.25. An hour extra. Not to take it. Be, yep. And But you can't be on Medicare, Medicaid, whatever. Right. You have to have some type of an insurance. But if you don't take it, $3.25 an hour. Right. So we, we take that. Um, Times 40. Right. So and that's $120 a week extra. I mean, mm-hmm. plus whatever. $120 a week. That, yeah, roughly 500 bucks a month. Yeah. But the company, the company is. I, I know when and they're I, still making money because they don't have to insure you. <clears throat> I know when I started a priority, you know, I, I made nothing yep. and I only worked 20 hours a week, but if I did not take insurance, they paid me, I want to say an extra $16 a paycheck. Oh, I was like an hour. No, $16 a paycheck. Yeah. So for the first four or five months there, I did not take insurance. I didn't take it until Dawn lost hers. Sure. And once she got kicked off, of her insurance, I'm like, all right, well, I have to have insurance now. And then at that point, of course, I went from bringing home like 300 every two weeks to bringing home $170 every two weeks. And I still don't know how the hell I paid for anything because I didn't make any money. Yep. And so it's, you know, we we also wanted to touch base. I know we're getting really yep. long into this episode. Um, we wanted to talk about uh, the, investing. Fear, the fear of investing. Yeah. Not, not just investing, but the yep. fear of it, right? So, um you know, we just before this, you talked about, hey, mm-hmm. I have a friend that wants a big return. Yep. But doesn't want to lose any money. Right. It's like, okay, so put it into your CD, put it into. Well, they your, want a bigger return than that. Your checking account for, for I mean, we was talking about, I have 40000 right? I'm putting $40,000 down on my next deal. And on that 40000 I made $6.12 last month. Yeah. Like. So you know what? Like if I put it into real estate, forty thousand real estate, and I make two hundred fifty bucks cash flow, and these aren't the numbers. Uh, the numbers are a little different, but I made two hundred fifty versus four dollars, right? Like, yes, well, I'm, I can lose money, but part of the reason he's so gun shy is because he invested with somebody that everybody said, "Oh yeah, this guy's great. He'll make you a bunch of money." Yeah. And he, I mean, he told me specifically if I had never invested with him and I just would have kept it in something safe, I'd have had. A million, million and a half. He goes, I got nothing at this point because he lost all my money. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. And, and again, you run into that because people don't necessarily know what they're doing. And, you know, Bernie Madoff's a great example. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, hey, give your money to Bernie Madoff. He'll make you great money. Yep. Because all he did was he'd take Nick's money and he paid David his money. I'd say, hey, Bernie, I need my money. And he'd go, that's great. Hang on a minute. And he called Nick and he goes, I can get your 20% on your money. And Nick goes, 20%, let's go. And he'd give him 10 grand and he'd call me up and he'd go, hey, David, here's your 10 grand back. And I'd be like, great. Yep. 
And at some point, it catches up to him, and they go, yeah, you're running a Ponzi scheme. You're an idiot. I, uh, you know, I just had a friend. I had a friend call me. Nope, I called him looking for some advice, right? And uh, he, he kind of reached out, or he goes, he goes, yeah, I got a friend that wants to get out of a deal because he needs money. And uh, instantly, like, it was funny because he didn't even finish, and I was like, how much do you need? And he goes, I don't know, 15, 20,000. I go, what's my return? And he goes, I can guarantee you three grand in two months. And I was like, let me know where to write the check. Like, how can I do this? And he's like, holy shit. Like, you know, and he's just like, I didn't even think to ask you. And I was like, yeah, like, if you're ever going to guarantee me a $1,500 a month off 10, like, off 10 grand, dude, I'm your man. Like, personal guarantees. Like, I know what you own. Because at a personal guarantee, I'm going to own that. <laughs> I was right. like, I mean, if you're, if you, I know what you own. I know that you're a trustworthy person. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to sign everything. I'll take 15% a month. Like, that's huge numbers to me. Yeah. Like, that's a great investment. Oh, shit. Easy. I do that every day. All day, every day, right? Like, if you could do that every day, I'd be happy. <laughs> well, you know, and that that's something that people don't look at. I mean, you know. A, you have to know who you're going into business with if you're doing something like that. So you really need to know them well enough. Like if Nick called me and he goes, hey, I really need to borrow five grand. I'd give Nick the five grand because I know Nick's good for it. But, you know, if, if you know, Johnny down the street that I kind of know go, calls me and goes, I need to borrow five grand. I'm probably not giving him $5,000. I don't know what he does with his money. I don't know what his mindset is. Yeah. I think my max is like a hundred bucks, right? Like. I really like I'm I'm pretty much the hundred dollar guy. Like I have <clears throat> I have people all the time. Hey, oh man, hey, I'll get uh, you know, give me a hundred bucks, I'll give you a hundred and twenty next week. It's fucking great money. Like, yeah. We say we'll do it all day, every day. Like yeah. for hundred hundred for hundred and twenty, yep, it's yours. Like I walk into the bowling alley next week and my beers are paid for, yeah. right? Like, um, you know, so I you know, I, I think my max of like if I don't know you type of a thing, you know, but I have to know you. We've had to have conversations, not just somebody watching off YouTube. Hey, man, let me right. get a hundred bucks. Like, right. no, you, you know what? Hey, if you want to get a hundred bucks <coughs> from me, like you create the lawyer loan, have your lawyer become my lawyer, pay for it, read all the stuff, and then I'll loan you whatever you want because you're going to have collateral. Trust me. Right. Once your lawyer is my lawyer and you're paying for it, that's going to be perfect. Well, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of people just, they don't realize a it's not great to loan money to friends or family yeah and b if you're going to do it you have to be prepared to lose that money yep that money's going to go guaranteed and if you're not okay losing that money you better not lend it yep you know i we talked about it on an episode i i bailed you know my best friend mikey out not the mike that joins us but a different one um and i paid like three of his bills off and he had to pay me for i i think he ended up taking it like 15 months. Sure. Um, I knew he was good for the money because we've been friends forever. And we're the type of people that we don't like owing somebody money. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care that I owe Loan Depot $105,000 on my house. Yeah. I care if I owe Nick 20 bucks. Yeah. If I owe Nick $20, it's, I'm going to pay that shit. It's hilarious. We're talking about this and we talk about shirts and I'm yep. sitting, I'm sitting here going, oh crap. It's funny because I was driving past my bank on Alpine today and i go oh i should stop at the <coughs> bank and i was like no i'm gonna be by my bank in granville and then, like as we're talking about this 
in my head, I was like, oh, crap, I owe David for half of it. And I was like, oh, I'll just hit him up tomorrow. But I think tomorrow we're doing it separate. So, and then I'm like, oh, I'll just cash app him the money. And I was like, no, David's old as shit, doesn't have cash. And I was like, holy crap, I got to figure out how to get David this money. Like, you know, I'm, so, not, I'm not worried about it at this point. But I am, right? I like, that's, that's all the of deal. It, all, all of my mind is just like, holy crap, like, this isn't how this works. Like, I have officially failed. And I'm not I'm not worried about the money because I know you're good for it. Yeah. I, so uh, my one of my favorite Nick stories. So the year he's co- coaching with me. Yeah. We're in the dugout and the girls are actually playing good for a change. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way they'll bat around. And Nick goes, I bet you dinner they bat around. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, There's no way in hell. I'll bet you that. Sure enough, they batted around. <laughs> Nick sends me a text like three days later. Hey, you want to hit this place and get a couple beers? I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll go with you get a couple beers. I show up there. He goes, by the way, you're buying dinner. I went, right. Ah, shit, you're right, I am. Uh, no, and that's, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, everything has to be educated, right? So when you, if you want to invest and you're actually the person that invests, right? Like, don't listen to us, right? unless you believe in us and, and we've proven our worth to you, but go, go do your research, right? Find who's doing it, find what it is like, um, you know, and put your money in that spot. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's really just in Lake Michigan uh, for 3%, like 3% is pretty good money right mm-hmm. now. Like, again, I, we just talked about, I have 40,000 sitting making I don't know, 0.02. Like it's yep. just stupid money. Like, um, and that's why I'm buying another house. Like, I'm not buying because I have to. I found I found, a, I found a good deal. Like, that's gonna bring me a return, right? Um, but I, you know, the fear of investing for a lot of people, like you hear, oh, you know, well, my my mom said she'd pay me back, or my sister said she paid and she never did, or, um, you know, I got into Amway. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was going to be a fucking millionaire and, and I invested my money into a business and it didn't work out. And I was like, okay, like how much did you start with? Well, it cost me 125 to get in. And I didn't realize I had to spend $300 every month to, to maintain membership. And I'm like, okay, so like, let's do basic math, right? Like yep. at this point, like you need 3,600 bucks just a year. to get through one year's worth of guaranteed funding plus 125. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I just I was told I was gonna make money right away, and I was like, okay, again, get rich, eat, get rich quick is not a game plan in life. Like <coughs> the only way you you know the quickest I've ever gotten rich, honestly, I guess the quickest I've ever gotten rich is probably three days with with a bet like that. But yeah, you know, um, a, a week, right? Like, hey, give me a hundred bucks, I'll give you hundred twenty, like actual cash money, like yep. not not dinners, not whatever, but yeah nobody's nobody's gonna pay you stupid returns like and if they promise you the world it's it's guaranteed fake right like you and i sat there and looked into some stuff like three four years ago prosper was one of them we looked into fundrise and we sat there screwing around you know for hours looking into these things and you know i i ended up investing in both because i i knew i could get a decent return in them and you know obviously prosper is way more risky yeah because you're betting on people to pay their bills. Yeah. And I have one guy that I funded his loan. Now, mind you, I, I only fund 25 bucks in a loan. Yeah. 
because I don't mind losing 20. I mean, I don't want to lose 25 bucks, but if I lose 25. Yeah, know. I mean, you're, you went out to fucking dinner and lost 25 bucks. <clears throat> exactly. So he's late every month. Yeah. So I get five or 10 cents in late fees every month from him because he's always late. Yeah. But he pays. Nice. So, you know, when, when we look at creditors, who do they like, Nick? Do they like me who takes advantage and, and makes money off of them? Do they, or they, do they like the people that, you know, just carry a balance every month and gives them interest? Or do they like the people that are always late but always pay? Uh, I mean, I would assume they, I mean, gosh, if, if they always pay, right, they're going to love the people that are always late and always pay. But, you know, the sweet spot's probably right in the middle there. It probably is. Where, you know, they're getting their high interest, but guaranteed pay, right? Like, they're going to carry that balance forever mm -hmm. because that's guaranteed, right? I mean, the other one is you always pay up until a certain point where you just stop paying, yeah. right? Um, you know, I <clears throat> go back to multi-level marketing, right? Like yes. I've, I've looked into so many of them. My favorite is that guy, right? Who who looks like me, but I'm not going to show you guys because this is a special reveal under here. Um, and uh, right, but he's got the he's got the hair that's you know half there, um, and you know he holds up a check, right? Twenty five thousand dollar check right here. This could be you, and you like you know he's got it laminated. Oh yeah, and, and everything, and you're like, wow, that's cool, like. Wait, it's 2020 and this is dated 2016. You don't have a fucking bigger check by then? Like, what is your problem? Like, dude, seriously, like, come up with something. All right. You know, it, it always reminds me, like, now that I've seen it, right? Like, the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yep. I want to do, I, I want to get somebody, if you're multi level marketing and you have an upline or whatever the fuck you call it, um, I should watch language, but, right? Like, invite me to this, right? Because I'm going to look at them and be like, you show me a check right now for a hundred thousand dollars. I quit my fucking job and I come work for you. Right. And he, and he shows him the $40,000 check and he's like, and they become best friends. So like, right, like I'm that guy who's going to call you out. Like, Oh, you're in multi-level marketing. That's cool. Like, there you go. Um, I applied for, I applied for a job. I've, I've kind of screwed it up twice now. Um, it doesn't matter how, but I had an interview, you know, today and all that. And, we're, we're talking, it was, um, Hey, where, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself in real estate or do you see yourself back in warehouse? And I was like, look, I'm very honest with people. Like, Hey, look, I have 13 years until my daughter's out of school. Like, you know, that's the bare minimum retirement. My wife's going to want to work even more. But besides that, like, if you have a company that you want me to grow with and, and I can become something like within your company, right? Like, I have my responsibility in the warehouse, so mm -hmm. I, I have my my feeling of fulfillment like, with your company. Like, hey, let's do this, right? Like, let's let's see what we can create. And I want to I want to help others in that aspect. And people are like, no, nobody does that. Nobody does that for whatever. Like, you're right. I'm not doing it for fuck. I'm not doing it for free. But you're gonna pay me, right? Like, like and uh, so anyway, the 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 interview ends right. And uh, out of the three guys, the one guy the one guy finishes up and he goes, hey, I. I want to wish you great luck in your real estate. Right. So I know I don't have the job, but dude, like of the three, like this guy really like, that's what he called out of it. Right. Like, right. And I didn't mention real estate that much. Like it was very much towards the end. It was this. And it was like, he knows I'm not getting hired. He knows 
hey, this like this kid, I, I must have shined, <coughs> must have showed passion at the point of like when I said real estate because I know where I want to be. And again, I will apply for jobs that make me the money I want to make and value me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And saying so we talked about that, right? Like um, the poor people mindset is when you walk in, hey, David, oh, you want to stock shelves? I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour, right? Now, Nick and David, right? We'll pay you 10 bucks an hour. What's your 401k match? <laughs> How much vacation do I get? Like, yeah. dude, we are, we are, you know, it's we're funny. looking for everything extra we can squeeze. Yes. Right. And so like when I, when I first applied and got the call for this, the guy's like, Hey, do you have any questions? And instantly I was like, all right, what's your 401k? Um, do you do any reimbursement? Do you have uh, like, like, and I asked so many questions, right? And the guy's like, well, when you do your interview with the other company, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would try to shy away from those questions too much. And kind of, and I was like, no, no, like you want me to work for you. I want to want to work for you. And this is what I want out of you. You have all rights to say, Nick, we want you to show up every day from nine to five. We want you to be a great employee. Like if you say that, like, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to show up. I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to show up at 8.45 because I'm at least 15 minutes early. And yes, okay, I'll probably be the guy to punch out on time, if not like a couple minutes later. But, you know, I'm going to do everything you ask and I'm going to do it. But you have to give me benefits. Yeah, but you know what they're looking for. Yes. They're looking for somebody to walk in there and and where do you see yourself in 20 years? Well, I see myself still working here. Mm -hmm. And you were very honest. You said... Oh, my daughter's done with school in 13 years. <laughs> That's just it. Like, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to leave. Once he finds something better or makes more money, he's out of here. Yeah. And they're not wrong for thinking that. But I, the, the thing they don't, don't understand, blame them. the thing they don't understand and, and why businesses are sh- so short-sighted, because Dawn ran through this when she would look at jobs. They look at, well, you'll just leave for something better. Yeah. So make me want to stay here. Make make yourself better. Right. right like- so like, you know, great example. So one of our employees here, um, I doubt anybody, any of them will listen to this. One of our employees here is busting her ass. Yeah. And Dawn calls me the other day. She goes, ah, we didn't talk about it, but I gave someone so, uh, you know, 50 cent raise. Okay, cool. She goes, I know we should have talked about it. I'm like, we talked about doing it in April, so we're a couple months early. Yeah, you know, I, I did all the math. Nick, we're talking about thirty three dollars a week. Yeah, and this girl busts her ass here. Room gets done, she's in there cleaning. Yep, don't have to ask her. She's there. We don't pay her enough because we're not at that point yet. Yeah. But we want to make her feel valued and stay. And you're showing that you try, right? right. Like, hey, this is what we can afford. <clears throat> this is what we can afford to guarantee that you yep. stay here, right? Like, if you find something better, we understand. Yep. But like, we want you to we want you to know that hey, you are valued. You are mm-hmm. like, if we make more, you'll make more, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's just, well, and we're looking at raises for everybody we employ because. Yeah they do work hard and we do want to reward them. And, you know, the person that got the raise said to Dawn, well, I know you don't pay yourself enough. No, she doesn't. I mean, Dawn's making, you know, somewhere between six and eight bucks an hour with all the time she puts in. Yeah. But I can hold off on her raise 
I can't afford to find good employees. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because in the real estate game, right? Like you have, you have some wins and you have mm-hmm. some losses and you have some base hits or whatever you're going to call it. Like, so I was talking to a friend of mine and he goes, look, sometimes when you do the math and you look at it, he goes, doesn't it suck when you make less than minimum wage? And I said, yeah, he goes, isn't it a fantastic feeling that you made all those decisions to do that? And mm-hmm. I said, all right, I hate you. Like, <laughs> yes, like you're very, you're very true on that. But, you know, I say, I don't fear, like, it's funny. I fear investing and I've been doing it, right? Like you should talk to my new lender, right? Cause <coughs> I can't, I can't use Rob anymore. I don't have a W2. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm like, Hey, I want to put my normal 20% down and get mm-hmm. financed and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, hey, actually, wait, could I fund it? You know, I call him back a couple hours. Wait, can I fund it as a flip and then do a refinance? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, do you have a do you have an 80% like loan to value that I can just walk into like with eight? Oh, well, you have to do that for a refinance. Well, can I do that refinance with a lane contract? Because I'll give you a fucking lane contract. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Your best option. Like, hey, what's my fees? Like, the, like and I constantly like, hey, what do you, what is the best option for me? Oh, what's your end goal? Look what's my best option financially? I'll tell you my end goal. Like my end goal is literally just to make some kind of funds, right? Like don't go negative. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, when you're looking at investing, that's the thing that scares everybody. Oh yeah. And, and I think, you know, for anybody that's listening out there, here's how to get over your fear of investing for one, Nick said it earlier, do your research for two, base it on your age. So, you know, the kid we're going to talk to is 19 years old. Yep. He shouldn't have any fear of investing because if he takes $10,000 and he puts it somewhere and it loses half, he doesn't need that money. Yeah. So what does he care if it loses half? If it turns around three years later and it's worth three times. Yep. Because that's what we're looking at. We're looking at that time value investment there that, you know, sometimes it's going to take a hit, but sometimes it's going to absolutely jam. Yeah. You know, and I try to tell people all the time. Okay. I said, look, you know, here, here, here's my, here's my story, right? So you walk into the beach, okay. And you have a vending machine, mm-hmm. you have a hundred dollars in your pocket. Okay. And let's say you have, I don't care if it's a hundred dollars in ones. Okay. So you take that, you take that hundred dollars and how much have you made on a hundred dollars? Zero dollars. Okay. Now you're thirsty and you pay two bucks for a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Well, how much have you made on your hundred dollars? <coughs> Technically you've lost, but in theory you've won because you've quenched your thirst. I mm-hmm. mean, well, you know that, no, I mean, no, if you had that hundred dollars, let's say you, and you did the Nick thing where you give the $50 to somebody and get 20 or 50, $10 back at Friday. Did you pay for that bottle of water? Well, yeah, I have to wait till Friday. Yes, it's delayed gratification. Okay, delayed gratification is what's called success. Okay, so yes, your fear is I give this away because it was comfort in your pocket, <coughs> but comfort is what kills people a well, lot. Wimpy is a great example. Yeah. So I grew up on on Popeye. Yeah. Wimpy would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah. I, that's fine. A hamburger's a dollar today. Wimpy, I will absolutely do that, but you better pay me $2 on Tuesday. Yeah. Because I'm not giving you the money for free for a week. And, you know, that 
those are the things you have to look. It's that's an investment, whether you want to think of it that way or not. That's an investment, you know. Uh, again, Nick and I talked lately about sports betting. Mm-hmm. We've done a little bit of it here and there, you know, made a little bit of money here and there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, I haven't made money. Okay. I did make money in theory, but I sent out for my check two weeks ago and still haven't gotten my check. So I haven't I, made a damn dime. I got my PayPal back in, in 48 hours. Um, company is this. Hold on. It was FanDuel. FanDuel, if you're watching or listening, give my damn money. So it, that's still an investment. So, yeah. you know, with one of the sites I'm signed up with, they gave me a bunch of, you know, free bets if I bet such and such. Yep. So a dollar for any three in any game. Or yeah. So, shit. like with some of them, they expire. Yep. So I have until March to use some of these. So I hopped on last night and I'm, I'm not good at betting on basketball, but I did a three team parlay on the Lakers and two other teams. And then I did a free bet on will Zach Levine go over 45 and a half on, I think it was rebounds, assists and points combined. Okay. And then I did a third one. I don't know what that was. But I lost all three bets. Nice. But it didn't cost me anything. I mean, they, it was free money I was playing with. Yeah. So, and I have to use it by, I think the latest one is March 24th. Sure. Now, I could bet on a baseball game and, and probably do okay. I don't know as much about basketball. You know, I haven't been an avid basketball fan since Jordan retired the second time with the Bulls. Sure. <clears throat> Just like I, huh? Not the Wizards? No. Huh. I didn't care about that. Didn't even, didn't even come back for the comeback. Huh? Nope. The comeback of the comeback? D- didn't care. And I like hockey, but I don't know enough to, to bet on that. Oh, I don't know enough bet about on Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, he retired many years ago. Oh, I, I can't bet on college basketball because I don't know jack about that. Uh, Michigan State's the best bet you could ever do. They're not very good right now. In fact, I don't think they're going to make the tournament this year. So, I mean, you know, those are all their investments. And, you know, for a financial person, they're crappy investments. Yeah. But again, you know, you do your research and you figure out what's good and what's bad. You're, you're going to, even the best investors have fears. Oh, yeah. You just have to sit there and go, okay, well, I've done enough research and I'm comfortable with this decision and this amount of money and kind of, you know, go to that crap table and roll the dice and hope you don't come up on sevens. That's the same, you know, I mean, that's true. So, <clears throat> um, you know, I say, I... We could talk about this all night. We can give examples. We can do everything. Um, Personally, if you hated this topic, I want you to dislike it. If you loved it, please like it. Um, Reach out to us. Yeah, because, you know, everything's different. You know, you're going to tell us your story and you're going to say, how can I fix it? You're going to, I mean, we're going to give advice, right? Like, we, gosh, we're we're still very young and dumb. And uh, we Well, you're very young. Yeah, you know, but. Us as a podcast, we're very young. We are very young as a podcast. Yeah, I say. And uh, we'll give advice, you know? I mean. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's. Maybe say, it sucks. Right. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be what the hell you want to hear all the time, right? But we're going to give it to you. So, um, but, you know, like, subscribe, share. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your mom. Um, because mothers love to like our shit. They do. Because, uh, you know, they w- I want to support those too. That's That's, you know. My friend's mom's talking. That's not my mom. But those guys sound fun. I'm going to support. Like, so. 
Shout out to Wright Brandon Perrin for my beers. I, I enjoyed them. Nick, give a shout out to uh, your shout out to Adesanya Meads. Okay. Um, as I said, you know, hey, I'll always take a free mead and uh Alpha Gateway, Raspberry, Cranberry, Pomegranate. Truly enjoyed it. Um, and say the old uh tr ooh, tried and true. I got a little extra in this bad boy. Uh the that's like finding an extra dollar in your pocket. That's a factual statement, my friend. I mean. I'm the guy who usually throws 20 bucks into his coat pocket right at the end of the winter. So that way I feel excited that I found 20 bucks the year later. I'm, like, I, I'm the kind of guy that's going, why don't you put that in the bank and earn a little bit? <laughs> I didn't earn it, damn it. I didn't spend it on food or beer. So, uh, you know, I say, Anheuser Bush, uh, we really appre appreciate you. I uh, can't wait to, uh, to get this real sponsorship. I mean, dude, if Coors can do it. Anheuser-Busch could do it. That's what I'm saying, right? And bigger and better. Show them who's boss. So we, we enjoyed being with you guys again. Um, I will get this uploaded soon so we can be with you again tomorrow, probably in separate locations. Um, yeah. Uh, real excited about the stuff coming up. Please like us, share us, talk to us, tell us what you want to hear about. Yeah. Tell us what you like or don't like. I, I know we got feedback on we love the people love the fighting. Yeah, but, I don't. I mean, you know, we don't love the fighting, but uh, it works out. We don't fight a lot about money, though. No, and it's it's fun when we do. It is um, because because of the mutual respect in the end, yeah, right? Like, yeah. there's no wrong. We do, we don't we don't fight when there's a right or wrong answer, right? No. Like, there's no, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to put the science behind you. So. Um, Guys, again, it's been fun. I'm excited for tomorrow's episode. Um, two for this week is very cool. Very cool. Um, if you want t-shirts, get a hold of us. Um, yeah, for anybody who wants to join us as a guest, we got either a sticker or a magnet for you. I still got to get a prize package out to Rob because he was great. Yeah, well, I so said we're waiting for the t-shirts to come in, right? So Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, I say we'll, we'll get, him a, get him a few things. Um, you know, this is uh, this passion has become way, way too much fun for both of us. Yeah, we we have a lot of fun doing this. We really do because we like talking about money and we like drinking beer. It's a factual statement. I mean, like literally, our life is, dude, our life is complete. It is kind of complete. <laughs> so, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we'll get this uploaded soon, and you guys take care until uh, well, like twenty four hours. Twenty four. I'm, I'm I'm making changes his name to Dad. <laughs> See you guys.